Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is episode 27. We are over halfway done our year. Fuck yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I do the big hello, I like I always think of like, how did I start doing this? <laughs> Why is this the thing? <laughs> but it's it's fun to do. <laughs> if you uh were following along uh, episode twenty six, Lindsay was sick, so we put out a little minisode, a little in between episode for you. But we are back. We are back, baby, full swing. With Lindsay. Still at a distance. I am <laughs> so excited to be back for a full episode. Yeah, we've got a good one today. We're going to talk about lunar planting, which I am excited about. I think we've alluded to it a couple of times in past episodes here and there. So we're finally going to dive into it a little bit. And we've got a brand new Pussy of the Week this week, which will be awesome. But before we get into either of those... I wanted to find out, <laughs> Lindsay, you've been sick. You were sick for like a good five days. Uh, yeah, I had a, a super bad sore throat. Which it sucks. sucks. Like it I can, totally I can barely talk. It's, yeah, that, <laughs> it totally sucks. And you, uh, my understanding is you took some Manuka honey and immediately felt better, which is dope. We'll do a thing on honey in a later episode. Uh, yeah, dude, that Manuka honey is no joke. Awesome. Uh, but <laughs> while you were sick, uh, did you get extra kitty cuddle, kitty cuddles? I mean, I did notice that pterodactyl <laughs> I feel like was that's a, no. a little snugglier. Um, she like I le- I did a lot of laying in bed, and she would uh, more often come up and like sit next to me on the bed, and then just like stare at me for a while. And then want ultra snugs when usually she only wants the snugs like in the morning after she eats breakfast or at night when we're going to bed. So she and took advantage of the sick, all day it bed. Was like, yeah, yeah. Nice. She was into it. She liked it. Mr. didn't really. He, he just sleeps. Fair. I, I, I ask yeah. because um, growing up. I always had a couple of cats. Like I had, a, my parents had a lot of cats growing up of various ages and temperaments and indoor outdoor relationships. But um, I there, specifically remember there were a couple of cats that anytime I got sick, like at the at the like first scratch at the back of your throat or that first like of like I'm gonna get a runny nose kind of thing. Uh, Pitter and Patter, who were brother and sister, uh, sort of twin orange and white cats, would immediately be like, what? Hark! Veronica, sick! <laughs> like, want to just, like, be on my lap, in my face, <laughs> snuggle next to me. And the same thing, actually, now that I think about it, with a cat that we had later, another orange cat, um, whose name was Charmer, but we called Jaws because he liked to chew on everything. Oh, uh, but yeah, and Kenway's kind of the same. I feel like Kenway knows if I'm sick or if I'm sad, he can like kind of pick up on it. But at the moment, anyway, so far, Django and Nimbus couldn't give too, too few fucks. Like they don't care if I'm <laughs> sick or sad or mad or whatever. They only care if I have like tuna treats or burritos. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always kind of curious, like whose pets are like are are empathetic or in tune enough with your needs? <laughs> yeah. So maybe, yeah. maybe Terry. I mean, I, I would say that. Yeah. 
pterodactyl was. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I think that's nice. <laughs> I like it yeah. when a cat knows if you're sick. That's one of the few times where I'm like, I want Kenway to cuddle me is when I'm really sick. Yeah. As we're recording this, a spider is coming down from the ceiling to land on Engineer Dan's laptop. Uh, which was uh, <laughs> which totally just like I'm watching it go and I'm like I'm so glad it's just a tiny little like it's a tiny little house spider it's fine but <laughs> there you go I don't know dude any spider for me <laughs> one of the few creatures that I can just not deal with I was just thinking like <laughs> if you were here and that was happening while we were recording and just like came down between you and I and our mics you would freak out <laughs> which is why I had to mention it <laughs> yeah I probably would <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, we will uh, we'll be back in a sec. Ooh, 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 ooh. Lighter in hand. I'm out of matches. So lighter in hand. <gasps> here I am. Here I go. Oh, Damn wait. it. Oh, no. The spider's going back up now. Sorry. This is like the most interesting thing that's happened all day. <laughs> there he goes. He decided he didn't really like the... Handle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sorry, I'll stop talking about the spider weirding you out. I will light our ritual <laughs> candle. <laughs> so the past two times that we have lit the ritual candle, um, episode 25, I reminded you about it in our intro, and you remembered it this time, yep. and both times, Engineer Dan went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like he's hoping that you'll forget so that he can make some fun. Yeah, I think he likes to rib us when we forget. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> I'm just over here hanging with my spiders, dude. <laughs> You've got a spider and your spider plant. <laughs> yep. Shout out to Sasha. You can have your spiders. <laughs> Sweet. So our ritual candle is lit. We're still burning the egg. Pretty soon we're going to have to pick one for summer. I've got some ideas, but I'm hoping this whole isolation <laughs> well. thing will be over and Lindsay and I can pick it out together. But we'll see. Oh my gosh, I so hope so. <laughs> I cannot um, wait to see people that I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I went recently, I'm a tangent now for a second, but I went recently to a safe supply market here in the Somerville area, which is an outdoor uh, grocery setup um, where everybody stays six feet apart at all times in your little like board game-like circle. And I saw some former co-workers who were also going through the board game like process and yeah we like we all just sort of freaked out i just heard like hey ronnie from like across the uh across the courtyard turned around saw ben and meg and like freaked out it was it was so nice to just see somebody that i knew uh out in the wild yeah. we didn't talk we didn't run over and like clasp arms or anything like that we just sort of like waved and then we got online and later in the day and we're like what did you buy kind of thing what are you making but uh <laughs> I, yeah it was it was such a like oh my god a person i know in the wild <laughs> i got as yeah, i got as excited as a, as a spider falling from my ceiling <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, we will be uh, right back to talk about lunar planting. And later in the show, we'll have a brilliant, a, blah, 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 a brand new Pussy of the Week. <laughs> Almost didn't make it out <laughs> totally. of that one. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll see you soon, witches. Welcome back. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I don't think I could use a bedpan. That's well. While we were uh, away for a second, we were talking about how long I could go before having to pee, and bedpans and buckets just not my jam. 
I don't know, dude. Remember when we went to the silhouette and I stood up while I was peeing? Yes. I totally think I could use a bedpan. <laughs> but, but only after several beers. <laughs> yeah. And a few shots. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're uh, we're not actually here to talk about bedpans. We wanted to talk about lunar planting. And I am uh, excited about this because... I think we've mentioned it a couple of times here or there is a thing that we're going to talk about later. And I wanted to make sure that when we talked about it, it was relevant because I didn't want to talk about a gardening thing when nobody could garden in like January. So here we are. It's May. And in our uh, region, um, we're a zone six, I think, in Massachusetts. And most things that you're planting for summer crop or summer bloom are... Uh, are good to go now. So we're, we we should have passed our final frost and most things uh, you can plant in the May to June time frame, especially if you're sowing directly outside. Uh, so it's the perfect time to talk about lunar planting. I am psyched to talk about lunar planting, dude. I don't really know much about it. I like kind of know the theory behind it, but I'm excited to learn about it from you, for sure. So it's it's pretty simple. It's way more simple than I think people make it out to be. Uh, I first heard about lunar planting through Farmer's Almanac. And I really love, uh, I really love Farmer's Almanac. Uh, I think that they're like cool little history things. I've got a couple of really old ones from the 1800s and they, yeah. And they started um, here to the best of my knowledge. They started here in the Boston area and the ones that you get now um, are a little bit more decentralized, I suppose. But back in the 1800s, like there was a Milton, Massachusetts Farmer's Almanac. And there was a Concord Farmer's Almanac. And there was a like uh, Providence Farmer's yeah, Almanac. Every dude. county had their I own. I think we like, right? I think that we chatted about that a little bit in a previous episode. Yeah, maybe, in the graveyard episode. Maybe the graveyards episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, farmer almanacs weren't just, um, weren't just planting tips and that sort of thing they weren't just farmers aids they were also like community newsletters and uh you know an advertisement and that sort of thing so that's where I first heard about it and it's a pretty like long lived tradition I think that this is up to you whether or not it works I know a lot of people really swear by it I've I've talked to my mother about this who is a very avid gardener and a former greenhouse manager and she was like bullshit <laughs> uh, but her I, my understanding is her grandfather used to do this so it's one of those oh. like generational things I think where like the older folks um, would do this uh, especially with root vegetables in particular potatoes and and whatnot but yeah i mean take it for for what it's worth i think it's neat i think there's some pseudoscience behind it um i don't know you know how scientifically proven it is but in my own personal green witch practice i find it really interesting to add in little traditions and rituals and that sort of thing um so so what is lunar planting we keep sort of mentioning it talking about it and lunar planting is is very simply planting your crops by uh, in accordance with or by the accordance with uh, the, the phases of the moon. So planting certain things during certain lunar phases. 
to yield the best result in your harvest. So the the happiest, most fruitful plants, uh, the best yield, the best tasting, the brightest bloom, etc., etc. So you should have the healthiest plants and the best yield if you plant according to the lunar cycles. All right, dude. So now tell me if I'm wrong. What I've understood about doing it this way is that, like, as far as the moon phases go, like, between the new moon and while the moon is waxing, you'll want to, like, plant annuals and, like, fruits and vegetables that grow above the ground. A hundred percent. And then, oh, cool. And then, so, like, waning or, like, full moon, waning moon, you want to go, like, perennials and, like, food that is produced beneath the soil but why why like how how does the moon cycle affect that yeah so first of all is there something in the plants yeah first of all you fucking nailed it uh so yeah waxing and waning are the two lunar phases that you're supposed to plant by and there's certain crops that fall into those for each um but the thought process behind the uh like what the lunar cycle does to enhance these crops is sort of as follows. So the big idea is the the moon affects the tides. And uh, it affects the if it affects the tides, it should also therefore affect the moisture content in the soil. Now I've read some studies on this and there's not a lot of definitive information that says this is true. But that's the theory behind it, that the like where the moon is in relation to its position with the earth will affect the moisture content in the soil. And moisture content is very like that is actually important for the production and growth of plants at different times and how they start. So the idea is that. Um, during a full moon or as a a moon, like a waxing moon phase, so as the, the new moon is going from new to full, um, seeds absorb more water. So uh, things that uh, are sort of like are, are planted, you know, sort of above the ground crops, um, you know, those those seeds are going to absorb more water during a full moon. And during a new moon, uh, more water is pulled to the surface, so you have better germination. So those are the two thoughts behind that. Now, yeah. So like, so we're talking like, like full moon. I might have this backwards, but like full moon, waning moon, the like energy kind of gets transferred to the roots. It's not necessarily the energy gets transferred to the roots. It's um, it's in relation to the moisture content in the soil. So uh, in a new moon, there's more water sort of like at the surface of the soil, uh, which means mm-hmm. that you're having uh, better germination. So uh, there's more there's more moisture content in the soil itself. And you need a certain amount of moisture for your seeds to germinate, uh, and especially uh, for seeds that are uh, sort of scattered or not planted very deep. So um, violet seeds or like different types of annual flowers, things like oregano, um, anything that's sort of like scattered about, but radish seeds, like, I don't know, little things like that at a, at a new moon, 
they they're going to germinate a little bit better. But as the okay as the moon moves from new to full and hits full, you're going to have a better absorption uh, by the seeds as it sort of like hits that full moon. So if you plant things on a new moon. Uh, they're going to like the soil is going to have more water in it. And then as it moves through that cycle, it's going to start to pull that water into the seeds. So I think it sort of ties into how long it actually takes something to germinate as well. So does this only apply to seeds or does it also apply to like plants that have already been started that you're going to transplant? It only applies to seeds. So it okay. it would have applied to like when that tomato seed was started as opposed to when the tomato seedling should be put in the ground. Now there is something else called astrological planting and that's different. So astrological planting has sort of quote unquote best days to plant certain plants specifically as well as certain um, seedlings. So with astrological planting, there is like when when the moon is in Taurus, then you should plant seedlings of this variety versus when the moon is in Capricorn, you should plant, um, you know, you should plant the seeds of that variety kind of thing. So that's a little bit more oh. like working out your plant star chart and then trying to find the best day to plant it as a seed versus <laughs> transplant the seedling versus harvest the crop. Um, that really gets into the like specifics of each type of plant. Oh, dude, that's super cool. That's a lot. That's a yeah, lot that's a lot. <laughs> that's way too much for me. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I can mean, barely keep plants alive. So. I, right? So, <laughs> I think that, you know, a lot of people swear by this lunar planting thing, and especially with potatoes. Potatoes seem to be the big one, is that, you know, you should you should plant potatoes plant potatoes in a, in a new moon. Uh, sorry, in a, sorry, plant potatoes in a full moon. And the closer to the full moon that you can plant potatoes, uh, the better. Now, uh, I did this last year. I planted my potatoes oh. on the full moon. And they did great right up until about halfway through August where we hit a spell of really hot weather. And um, I don't have a hose and I have to lug water outside. And I just couldn't keep up with them. Oh, so I didn't get dude. any potatoes because they all died. But they were doing fucking awesome before that now is that because i planted them on a full moon i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe not i don't plant like <laughs> i don't plant crops often enough yet to really be able to say but i think it's fun i like more than anything i think it's fun to look at the calendar and be like you know this is this is a great time to plant blah sure why not or like if i look at the calendar and i'm like you know, the new moon is in three days. Maybe I'll wait and plant something in three days instead of today kind of thing. Just because it's fun. <laughs> but some people swear by it. <laughs> I mean, if if this is a thing, then it must be a thing for a reason is what well, I yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing and it's been a thing for a long time. So I yeah. kind of agree with you there of like... You know, superstitions and traditions do get passed down and passed along, you know, sort of belief systems are weird like that. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, it must have worked for somebody at some point or they would have called them on their bullshit. I mean, it must have worked for like thousands of people at some point. Otherwise, people wouldn't be doing it anymore. But clearly they are. Maybe. 
I can think of a few oh. things that people that people are like, oh, yeah, that's totally true. That is like just because a bunch of people believe it. And it's like, you know, the earth is round, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Sure, I, sure. I can remember as I don't a kid. Know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lens. No, no, no. I, no, you go ahead, Dan. I was going to say, based uh, you know, as far as the best practices go, I can recall as a child my grandmother uh, looking, uh, sort of laughing in her into her coffee cup, say like about her neighbor putting her 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 potatoes in too soon, or it became quite the. Uh, the contestation of the gardeners in the neighborhood of, oh, well, I recommend that you plant on this day, and I recommend that you plant on that day. Right. It was very much uh, the center of gossip and renown who could have the best-looking garden, as it were, and everyone had their little secrets and so on. But when you planted was one of those things, and I think the Farmer's Almanac was a good, um, a good way of you know, making that decision. Yeah, I I definitely um even in my hometown growing up there was, you know, there was county fairs. Like it was a big deal of like who had the biggest pumpkin or the best zucchini or just the nicest garden in general. Like, you know, it was important when you planted things. And I know, you know, a lot of even um hobbyist vegetable gardeners will like soil temperature is important and moisture content is important and like when was the last time it snowed like you know a snow a snow in spring is actually really great fertilizer for your soil so that like little sprinkle of snow that boston got at the end of april is actually really good for for soil content and and that sort of thing so oh. all that stuff comes into play people get real serious about it yeah. when you get good at it and people at the fair are getting asked questions like when did you plant it where did yep. you plant it what you know what did you what did you put in the soil and those are the people that are are are, are authoring that farmer's almanac yep absolutely there's also something that i just started reading about that is i i don't know the term for it it's gone right in my head but i just read about it in the past uh three four weeks now where it's about planting not by the um star alignment but uh, by the relationship to wild nature so, for example, things like when the dandelions bloom is when you should plant your potatoes because the dandelions know like dandel like wild plants, trees and dandelions and the whatevers won't do their thing until like until they're ready until it's the optimal condition for them so when the dandelions bloom plant your potatoes when the maple leaves are the size of your palm plant whatever like and it's all about judging when you should plant things based on what nature is doing naturally around you and i just heard about that i think that that is fascinating personally i'd go with that one if i were to like yeah competitively plant potatoes (laughs) i would too like if i had a yard (laughs) yeah well i mean and like or like you know like some homestead someplace where i had nature around me where i could like look to nature for those signs absolutely that's how i would do it yeah i've got that privilege i suppose that perk i've got a little bit of nature in my yard around me and i think it's it seems more likely to bear fruit i suppose to uh to be worthwhile or useful because um the like the weather here in 
I don't know, in Somerville is not going to be the same as, you know, the weather in Western Mass, but we're all technically zone six kind of thing. So, you know, really paying attention to your little area of the world uh, would be really important if you're really looking to get like a yield and a harvest as opposed to just like, look, I grew a tomato, (laughs) which is where I'm at. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's lunar planting. I don't know if I'm going to plant anything by the moon this year or not. I've got some things started. I know you just went and got a bunch of stuff. What did, what are you, what's your garden plans this year, Lindsay? Are you doing a lot, doing a little, doing a porch, doing a windowsill? Well, I, I mean, I have like, I have the porch, so I got flowers today because it's easier for me to keep flowers alive for whatever reason than it is to keep like food alive. Um, Food but I find mine like hard. <laughs> growing food is fucking hard. I know, dude. I've only tried it once, but it, it wasn't great. I like I did not do a good job. That my chives came back the following year, but then they never came back again. No. So, um, yeah, it was sad. So the the past few years, I've just done flowers, and I'm I'm I usually do okay until like August when it's really hot, and then the flowers just like burn. Yeah, August is like they tough. look like they're getting burned. So yeah, I went, I actually, I went today and I bought some flowers. Um, I buy them already grown a little because I don't think that I can grow some seed. So I What'd got a few get? things. I got some more lavender. Nice. Um, a different kind of lavender than I got last year. This one's supposed to be a little hardier uh, because my lavender plant from last year, it's really trying, man. It's trying, <laughs> but it, it does not look good. <laughs> It, it, it does not look good, it. and that's totally <laughs> my fault. Totally my fault. I got um a couple of variegated Chinese lanterns, Ooh, which is super cute. Pretty. Um, I got some bee balm. Awesome. I do I not got... have bee balm. That's one of those things that I I would love to have in the garden. I wonder if I can propagate it. I'll look it up and I'll try mm-hmm. it. If I can, I'll 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 try it. That'd be fun. Um. I got this, oh, I don't know how to say this. It's like, Nemesha, uh, Nemesha, Nemesha, I think it's called. Oh, I've never yeah. heard of this. Nemesha. Is it a flower? Um, it's like nemesis, it's like nemesis, but with an A at the end. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a flower. It's a super weird looking flower though. It was really cute. I got four of them to put in like a, like one of those long planters that's like hanging on the rail of my deck. Yeah, they're super cute. And then I got this giant, like, hanging basket thing, which I'll I'll probably transplant into just, like, a big pot. But that has a few different flowers in it, too. Sweet. Awesome. You're going to have yeah. quite, the little, quite the little setup on your porch. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. And they're going to live this year. We're, we'll make sure of it. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. They Like I said, they usually do pretty well until it gets really hot. And, like, I get a lot of sun on the porch so i think the sun just like bakes them yeah that's always my challenge i remember i like i water them every day yeah having worked in a greenhouse and and growing up with a massive vegetable garden i i know that stuff like that usually requires more than one watering a day and that's sort of my challenge is like even if i got up and watered them before i went to work you know, they're going to sit in the hot sun and just, it's going to beat down on them at 96 degrees or more. And, you know, then I'm going to come home from work at seven and they're going to get watered again when, you know, the sun's gone kind of thing. So I'm hoping that I can actually have a a slightly more flexible 
uh, work schedule this summer and work from home more often so that I can, you know, do that midday watering because I mean, I remember working, you know, in the greenhouse growing up in the garden center and we would we would water in the morning and then I on a really bad day, man, especially with like the being out in the concrete and that sort of thing, I'd go out and water the shrubs maybe two or three times a day so that they stayed moist the whole time. Uh, it was just oh, like by the time I- you were done, like you do the circle. By the time you were done, you just have to like start again because it took, you know, it took about two hours to do the whole garden center and water everything. And yeah, it was just this two hour cycle. And that was, that was your day. (laughs) So when I think about my poor potatoes that were like struggling, I'm like, yeah, because you got like three cups of water in the morning. That was it. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't water them nearly enough, but I'm really going to like, I'm going to give it my all this year. I've decided I'm going to do it. Oh man. I'm going to go for a raised bed. I didn't know that they needed the two watering. Oh dude. This is like. You need to keep it moist. Well, it always seems like moist. Like I'll I'll go outside and I'll put my finger in the dirt and it it'll seem moist. Um, maybe not though. This is like this is a theory that I have because usually I'm a morning waterer. Um, but occasionally I'll be like an afternoon waterer. And I've noticed or I think that I've noticed and I could be totally wrong, this could be in my head, but I've noticed that if I water them in the afternoon and there's like moisture on top of the leaves when the sun is like because the afternoon is when the sun is like right on the porch and beating down it's sweltering outside i've noticed that if if i water it while the sun is in this position and there is water on the leaves that's when they tend to like burn more. Yep, you can totally burn your you can burn your leaves um, that way. Absolutely, it depends on the plant, um, which is why you're not supposed to like really water from the top down like that. You're supposed to like water like we used to actually take them and dunk them instead of pouring when it was really hot like that because the like the water on the leaves could burn them or cause mildew or any number of weird things so we would have a big like rain barrel essentially that we would fill up with water and we would take the shrubs and other things like that over and dunk them sort of bottom down into the water so that everything would get wet but the leaves would stay dry Okay. That's a gardening tip. All right. I need to get a I need to get a different watering can. <laughs> yeah, so so my garden garden like uh, I'm going to go raised bed this year. I've decided I've I've got a source of good d- wormy dirt and I'm going to put in the raised bed with chicken wire and keep the fucking rabbits out and this if if I don't grow anything this year that's that's it, man. <laughs> but I know I can grow stuff in the yard. Like I have successfully grown um, lettuce and kale and like kale. I have a kale plant in my flower garden that I moved cause I felt so bad for it. That has, I think it's on his fourth or fifth year now. It just like survived. I didn't wow. know kale was a perennial and now it's making flowers. I didn't either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I know I can grow things. My peas and my beans were doing awesome last year. So was my cabbage and my cauliflower, but the rabbits got it. So this is the year I'm really feeling it. I, I started my own seeds and I've got tomato seedlings. I've got a lot of morning glory seedlings. I've got oregano seedlings going. I'm really excited about my sunflower seeds. I've tried so many times to grow sunflowers unsuccessfully because people always tell me the same thing. You take the sunflower seed, you stick it in some pretty good dirt that's in full sun, you water it and it'll grow. And I'm like, cool, you're wrong. You're wrong. 
I did that. <laughs> I did that. I had nice dirt. I put uh, like picked a full sunny area. I've seen sunflowers grow in my yard. Our former neighbor used to grow them all the time. Uh, they looked fantastic. I know it can be done. Mine would just never grow, but I took some advice from a friend's friend uh, and they grow sunflowers all the time and their advice was start them inside. Don't wait and stick them directly in the dirt. Start them inside as a little seedling and once they sprout, they need a lot of sun so make sure they're getting plenty of light and keep the soil moist and then when they have full second leaves, then plant them outside. So I have four sunflower plants that are going right now and I'm trying to stagger them a little bit. Um, So I've got four going strong at the moment they look awesome they've got their second leaves they're not quite big enough to put outside yet but we're working on it so they're gonna go in their own little pots this weekend and uh and then hopefully uh what i'll do is then i'll start probably eight more sunflowers so that when they if they all make it in a perfect world if they all make it they'll bloom and they'll stagger (laughs) and i'll have you know i'll have like three weeks of sunflowers not just like two days (laughs) Oh, awesome. Because I know the birds will <laughs> And sunflowers <get> <laughs> are perennial, right? No, I don't think like, so. Like, they'll come back. No, I don't think so. I, I think oh. I think it grows and then, like, I mean, if you let the seeds just sort of scatter about, they'll the, the idea, I think, is supposed to be that they grow themselves. But I, I don't think they're perennials. Oh. I, don't, I don't really know. I don't know that much about sunflowers, <clears throat> to be honest. I've just always wanted to grow one and can't. Maybe it's not that they're perennial, but that they'll, like, drop seeds and then the seeds will grow new ones. Like I have a few friends who have planted sunflowers and they'll come back every year, but maybe you're right. Maybe they're not perennial. Maybe it's just that, you know, like the seeds dropping will produce a new plant. Yeah. Kind of like evening primrose, which we've, we've got a good little crop coming this year. I checked, um, I checked the area uh, over the last few days and saw several little uh, evening primrose um, flower clusters, or flower clusters, no, um, leaf clusters. So I'm going to let them grow again nice. this year, now that I know what they are. <laughs> um, Very nice. Yeah, so that's that's my sunflower tip and my watering tip. I'm trying to think if I have any other really good gardening tips for listeners. You got anything, Lindsay? I know you're not, you're self-proclaimed bad at gardening, but. Yeah, I'm really like, all right, maybe it's only half my fault. Maybe like half of it is the sun just being too hot and (laughs) burning my plants. Maybe the other half is, you know, like me maybe forgetting to water once in a while. Um, It only takes one day. But with the outside plants, I am, well, so the outside plants, I really am pretty good about remembering to water every day. But once in a while, maybe I forget to water in the morning and I water at night instead. I feel like it's half and half. I feel like it's me and nature with our middle fingers pointed at each other <laughs> and my poor, my poor plants in the middle of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that, that that is a great place to sort of wrap a, like, my, my personal final gardening tip is gardening is fucking hard, man. And and it's not always about the successes. I think it's about having fun while you're doing it. And it's not about, for me, it's not about, look at my prize tomatoes. Uh, I'm not there yet. (laughs) But every year I learn a little more and I get a little better. And I I learn what I like and what I don't like. And 
Uh, and it's about continuing to try again and just having fun in the moment with what you're planting. It's fun to plant things. It like you're creating something, even if it's just the arrangement of the flowers that you're putting in a pot and the colors you're choosing to go together. Uh, plants bring bring us both joy, I think. But yeah, I think it's my my tip is don't give up if you like if you don't succeed if your plant dies give it a good funeral and try again next year just <laughs> enjoy the moment and don't give up <laughs> <laughs> because lord knows uh, if you give them a second those rabbits are going to destroy all your hard work <laughs> dude all right oh you know what's super cute every spring i notice in my planters there are little acorns buried in them. Oh, fucking squirrels. Oh, that oh. were not there before. <laughs> that is pretty so cute. cute. <laughs> that is legitimately pretty cute. We have we have a lot of squirrels in the yard and I know they're just going to wreck stuff. I I threw away probably a full yard bag worth of acorns from the area. Next year maybe I'll make acorn flour. We'll see. But oh, yeah, wow. that, that, that is that super cute. That sounds really <laughs> ambitious. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like coming up with these ideas. We'll see how much follow through I have. <laughs> Dude, if anybody can do it, I believe it's you. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, uh, what what gardening tips do you have? What are what did, seedlings did you start? What are you planting? What are your plans? Maybe it's just a maybe it's just a house plant. Maybe you bought like a pre grown planted blooming tulip i don't know whatever show us your garden show us your seedling send us your gardening tips um and tag us on instagram at 5c2p pod with your gardening uh shots and tips and tricks uh, because then other people get to see them and share them too and that would be rad yeah i need all of the tricks yeah <laughs> uh we will be <laughs> back in just a second with a brand new pussy of the week totally See you soon, witches. Welcome back, witches. It's time again. <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> <laughs> it's time again for Pussy of the Week. Woo! Those are our fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we are featuring a very dear friend of mine Yay! whose name is Rebecca Graves. Yay, Rebecca! Now, yeah, dude, Rebecca is fucking awesome. This week, she texted me and said, look what I just did. And she sends me a picture and it's her sitting smirking with her arm in the air, showcasing some very fluffy, freshly dyed hot pink pit hairs. I love it. You said this immediately to me, I feel. <laughs> and she looked fucking rad. <laughs> she is Amazing. So Rebecca is a hairstylist in Los Angeles. And like most hairstylists in the country, she's not working now. So she's been finding ways to keep herself entertained. Awesome. Um, 
Yeah, dude. She's super goofy. She's great for a laugh. Every time I see her, I I go home with, you know, my abs hurting just from <laughs> belly laughs the entire time. I love she it. She is. Yeah, dude. She's my indoor skydiving buddy. We always have a fucking great time. So once she's back to work, I'm sure she'll be looking for people to her to do. I think that she's really missing it right now. But in the meantime, listeners, if you'd like to check her out, you can check her out on Instagram at becca.graves.hair. She's also a balayage queen. So Mm -hmm. she has another hair Instagram called, uh, it's at the.balayage.witch. Um, where she shows all of her cool balayage stuff that she does on clients. Awesome. Uh, where does she work yeah. in Los Angeles when she is working? Well, she skips around quite a bit. So I think her last gig was at the Hive Collective. Um, I'm not sure if there are multiple locations. I'm not sure which one. But if you follow her on Instagram, she's really good about updating where she's at, where she's moving to. Um, She's pretty active on social media. Awesome. Well, we'll give a a big shout out to uh, Becca and make sure that we plug her Instagram on our Instagram, Instagram love. Uh, But yeah, this I'm hoping she says yes to us sharing this photo uh, of her because that was some like that was some cool pair. I'm not a long hair person personally. It's just it's not my style. I admire it fully on other people, but you know, for <laughs> myself, I I don't know. It's just it's not my personal thing right now. But I have to say, uh, seeing that photo, I had this moment. And I think I shared with you, Lindsay, already. But I had this moment of like. What if I grew my pit hair out and bleached it blonde? And I was like, I what if I had like yeah, red head hair and blonde pit hair? I was like, I think I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, she did. She did bleach hers first, and then she dyed it the hot pink. <laughs> yeah, the um, hot pink was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I don't. I'm not sure if she's normally a long pit hair person. Um, she told me it was about three weeks of growth. Um, and I, I, I get the feeling that they're her, uh, her quarantine pits. So I have vowed nice. to grow my pits out, bleach and dye them in solidarity with her. Oh, fuck I think yeah. I am on, yeah, I think I'm on day three. It's going to be a long three weeks, man. <laughs> you can do it. That'd I don't know awesome. if I'm going to make it, but I'm going to try. I'm All right. When, try. when you're ready. <laughs> When you're ready, I want to be involved in the dying of these pit hairs, unless we're still in quarantine, clearly. Ooh. But okay. <laughs> but I'm hoping that okay. in like, you know, three to four weeks when your pit hairs are long enough to be bleached and dyed, maybe it'll be safe enough for us to get together again. And and then we can, <laughs> then I can live vicariously through the bleaching and dying of your pit hairs because it would drive me mental. <laughs> but I think it's so badass. I think it is... Like, whether you're doing it because it's a statement, you're doing it because you like the way it looks, you're doing it because you're like, fuck, it's like quarantine, so whatever. Um, I just need something to die. <laughs> like, whatever reasons. I, I think that's I think that's super, super cool. Yeah, it, it definitely made my day when I got that picture. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you to – sorry, what was Rebecca's last name again? Rebecca Graves. Graves. 
Rebecca Graves, Pussy of the Week. We love you. We love your pit hair. And maybe, uh, maybe if I ever make it to LA, um, she could she could touch my hair. I'm pretty protective about my stylist, but I'm pretty protective about my stylist. I don't like mixing it up, but but maybe, maybe, well, maybe by then I'll have grown my own pit hair out, and she could dye my pits or something cool. <laughs> but if you're in the LA area, uh, keep a lookout. Keep uh, check her out on our Instagram, and yeah, great pussy of the week this week, Lindsay. Love it. <laughs> totally, dude. Well, that's some um, some lunar moony gardening stuff. Some gardening tips and and tricks on our end, and some hot pink pit hair. I think we call it a wrap. I think that's yeah. I think that's an I episode. <laughs> uh, awesome. <laughs> well, we'll be back next week. Uh, likely still doing the distance thing, but. Every week we do the distance thing. We're getting closer and closer to getting back together. So hang in there, wear your masks, wash your hands, stay isolated, stay healthy, stay sane. But remember, no pervs, no Nazis. Totally. Panda! Gets me every time. (laughs) He can't not. Fucking pandas. <laughs> I thought I had a panda character in Animal Crossing up until a few days ago. It turns out it's a hamster. It's <laughs> <laughs> an honest mistake. That's an honest mistake. <laughs> it totally, I totally oh, thought it was like an orange panda. <laughs> well can't win them all I know <laughs> I love that it's a hamster I even made him like a bamboo forest behind his house oh no <laughs> yeah I he was just a boring well I met hamster. him on a bamboo island so I kind of thought he was a panda nope just, hamster nope he just wanted a big old wheel <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.